never seen that. I've never seen anybody drive their <gasps> down to the street and bang the hell out of it with a stick. I've never seen that. All right. All right. Welcome back to the Movie Boners podcast. Movie Boners. I'm Jake. I'm Dustin. Wow. So we just talked about not doing the intro stuff, and then we did it. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think... I guess you're right. That is an intro. I was going to say, that wasn't really an intro. It's just who I am. Yeah, but we haven't done the... Welcome back to this thing we're doing. I'm some guy. <laughs> I'm the other guy. And we talk about stuff. For a while. <laughs> yeah, sometimes more than others. <laughs> Today, we're talking about... Well, today is exciting because it's kind of our first two-part episode that's right which i'm sure we've got a few listeners who are thinking now you're doing a two-parter now yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have done that when you talked about star wars for four and a half hours <laughs> and when he talked about bond for four <laughs> yeah well maybe we learned our lesson no we no, didn't. definitely not. this one just has to the way we're doing this one has to be yeah so this has to be in two parts because we want to do I think early on, I, I had a couple of movies that I knew that I wanted to talk about, but I also hadn't ever seen yet. Yep. And then over, also over the course of this, we've talked about a handful of movies that you've seen or I've seen that we've always wanted to see and never got around to. And so I thought it would be a good idea to do an episode about the movies we've wanted to see most but have not seen for some reason. Maybe yeah. there's no reason. Maybe we have reasons for why we have skipped it. Um, and then next week in the second part of this episode, we will have watched them finally and get to kind of say if they lived up to expectations, if we liked it or, or not, or what kind of our review of it, I guess. Yeah, I uh, this one was kind of tough for me. Because I've seen so many goddamn I knew, movies. I knew it would be harder for you than for me. <laughs> because I've seen a lot of movies, but I also have intentionally avoided a lot of movies. And so I could have gone a couple different ways with this, with my list um, here. Yeah. Because this could have been the episode where Jake embarrassingly admits all of the famous movies that he's never seen. Um I tend to not gravitate towards like big dramas, big like sad movies, emotional yeah. movies, or even just feel good movies. Um, I tend, I mean, I just, I tend to not want to sit down and watch it <laughs> and have those feelings. I don't know what that says about me so much as a person, but. Are you afraid to like be emotional, Jake? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but I like, I just like movies that are not sad and they're about bigger ideas, I guess, than just slice of life. This is a relationship or this is a guy. Right. Um, and so I just personally, I guess, have skipped all of those for various reasons. But then I, so I decided I could have done that, but I decided to go with, I decided to follow my heart and I decided to just make my list about the movies that I'm the most excited to see. And some I've avoided for reasons, and some I have just not got around to. Yeah, and we'll, we'll I think there's a couple of mine that I, I know I have specific reasons why, and I will say majority of my list is timing. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting point, because probably half of mine, there must have been a gap or a blind spot in my life, because... 
half of mine are around the 2007, 8, 9 okay. era. Um, and I don't know exactly why that is. Pretty much all of mine are within the last like five years. Okay. They're all fairly new. And mine ended up being that way. Yeah. Primarily because I've seen so many goddamn movies. <laughs> so trying to find like, like with your list, mm-hmm. which I already know at least one on your list. Yeah. Um, I was like, fuck, I don't think I have like too many classics that I've mm-hmm. always wanted to see and just haven't. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen so many fucking movies. <laughs> so, and I've seen so many classics and like beloved. So I definitely have a tendency to watch all of the like unanimously loved ones. Yeah. And I've been, I've loved a lot of them. And then I've also not enjoyed a handful of them. But uh, so mine was really, we'll say in the last decade. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my, mine's really uh, a lot of timing. Yeah. Um, one of them was kind of accessibility, just trying to find this one. Proved a little more difficult than I expected it to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, de- I will say I do have one on my list that you have talked about in the past. Okay. It is on my list to finally sit down mm-hmm. this upcoming week and watch it. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah, I'm a, because you've seen so many movies, I, I'm curious how many of these are going to be like, you're going to be like, see? yeah, that's great. You should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be a bunch. <laughs> I only have a couple that I don't know if you've heard of, but it'll be fun. This should be good. So, uh, you kicked off last, so I guess I I started this no, one. No, you started last week. Oh, I started it last yeah. week? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, you go first. Not that I'm, I I'm don't, not trying to understand. I'm so bad at remembering I'm trying who goes to first be a, It doesn't really matter. It doesn't. Um. Okay, so go my ahead. first movie is one of the weirder ones on my list. Um, My number 10 most anticipated to watch movie. I don't even know what we're going to call this. Um, anyway. Something like that. Uh is called Dogtooth. So Dogtooth is a movie from 2009. It's directed and co-written by Yargos Lanthimos, who he also wrote, uh, I guess co-wrote and directed this movie and then co-wrote and directed The Lobster and The Killing of the Sacred Deer. I love The Lobster. I'm also interested in The Killing of the Sacred Deer. Um, He actually co-wrote all three with the same other guy. And so it's... I like when people continue to work together and make good things together. This one grabbed me. I don't even know where I heard of it, but when I did and then I came across the description, it grabbed me because it sounds like such a crazy idea for a story. I just looked it up. I have never heard of this movie. (laughs) Okay. But I just read the synopsis and that doesn't sound like a comfortable movie that (laughs) you're going to watch. Yeah. it's, It's a weird like homeschool movie also about like language so it's about three teenagers that are confined in an isolated like a state and their days are spent listening to tapes and their parents like teach them um kind of reteach them vocabulary and so any word that comes from outside of their 
outside of their house or outside of their world um, gets assigned a different meaning. And so things like the sea will refer to a large armchair and zombies are little yellow flowers. And so their parents are shaping their kids' will worldview through language uh, and also kind of sheltering them and hiding them from reality. Um, and so it, it just seems like such a really interesting idea and it seems kind of dark and demented and I haven't seen a trailer. I've seen a few stills and the imagery and cinematography look really intriguing. So that's why I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Nice. Um, I'm trying to order mine like you did. Yeah. I'll be up front. I did not order mine originally and how excited I am. I just kind of found 10 movies yeah so i'm ordering them as we do this yeah yeah the the thing i said to do that <laughs> yeah. dustin ignored was it wasn't that i ignored it it's that i i just got distracted and didn't get around to doing it kind of like watching these movies a lot it's like watching these movies <laughs> i told so the plan was we'll order them in like our anticipation level of how excited the ones we're most excited to see will be at the top and You're gonna hear a lot of mouse clicking because I'm doing <laughs> that's it right okay. now. <laughs> and then next week, when you hear the part two after we've seen these movies, then we'll reorder them in like how, which ones we liked most. Right. And so I think it'll be interesting to see how that changes. If we're disappointed, not maybe even not disappointed, but like the one we were most excited for, less than one that we didn't think we would like as much as we did. If that moves up, that might be how it works. It might not. But that's yeah. kind of my thought. Yeah. Um, my number 10 then is a Willem Dafoe movie. I'm, I don't actually know what it's specifically about, but I, I try to do that with a lot of movies where I don't want to know yeah. too much going into it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like Willem Dafoe. Mm -hmm. I think he's an incredible actor and I've enjoyed a lot of his work. Uh, he actually... I can't remember if he won or was at least nominated for an Academy Award for this in the last few years. So it's called the Florida Project. Yeah. Uh, he works. He's like a hotel or motel manager mm -hmm. who like kind of has a connection to this mom and her kid that live that are staying there. Yeah. Um. Again, I don't know what the specific details of it are, but I remember seeing like a quick clip and just hearing him talk about it. Uh, it very, it really intrigued me and it, it's just, it's one of those, I can't really explain why it was like, you ever, mm -hmm. well, it's like when you watch a trailer and there's just something about it that clicks with you and you're like, Ooh, I need to see that. Yeah. This was one of those. I probably shouldn't have covered my mouth when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was one. Um, and plus whenever an actor that I'm a fan of mm -hmm. gets recognized with like the Oscar, I know it's super kind of pointless as a fan, whatever, but yeah. I definitely want to see that body of work mm -hmm. as a fan of that person's just to see like what earned that. Cause it, mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, I'll be like, that's not the performance they should have gotten nominated for, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the Florida project with Willem Dafoe, that's my number 10. Yeah. I've heard of that one and it's actually, I guess an honorable mention for me. It's on my list of things I want to watch. Um, the thing that grabbed me about it was, it, like you said, it's about this mom and her daughter, single mom and her daughter. And the mom is like 
pretty young. Like she had her daughter when she was really young. Yeah. And it's about being in Florida, but there's a lot of it that seems like it's filmed from the kid's perspective about living in kind of limit living in poverty near um, people that are like amusement parks and stuff. So just a kid's perspective of this like lifestyle seemed very interesting to me. Yeah. It just, I I like uh, relational movies. Yeah. So this one strikes me as a pretty heavy one like that. Yeah. I thought you were either going to say that one or, I actually added a different Willem Dafoe movie to my list that I recently heard that he made. Uh, a, it's called At Eternity's Gate, where he plays um, Vincent Van Gogh. Oh. And I had never heard of it. Oscar Isaac's also in it. Um, and Mads Mikkelsen. So either of those I would watch also. Right. Okay. All right. Um, so my number nine is the one that you're probably waiting for me to say, <laughs> which is Shawshank Redemption. Yep. <laughs> That's so good. I've so there was a period around high school where I got really into movies and I was all about going through AFI top 100 movies and watching them all. The IMDb top 250 watching them all. I don't and know exactly you why the number one. I, yeah, this is at the very top of all of those lists. <laughs> And I just, there are actually a handful of movies on that list that I just skipped over. I was like, right. and I, obviously I know that it's huge and everybody loves it. And well, and at this point you pretty much know the whole story. I know that Shawshank, to Shawshank something means to like dig your way out. I know like a lot about it. That's but probably I'm- part of it with a lot of these movies is I, especially for the older ones, like it's in culture so much that yeah. I feel like I've seen it, even though I haven't. Well, and we talked about that during the drama episode, cause this was my number one drama. Yeah. Um, no, I have been so stoked for you to watch it mm-hmm. because even though, you know, essentially the movie, I know there's a few moments in it that you don't know about. Okay. And I think just the, the technical aspect of it and just mm-hmm. how they structure the whole story and put the movie together. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you're going to be the biggest fan of. Okay. Because it's it truly is one of the greatest films ever made. It okay. is so fucking good. Well, that makes me more excited to watch it. I'm not, I'm not not excited to watch it. It's just that, like I said, I don't tend to go towards drama things or... Like, I could, I could have put in the same exact spot the Green Mile and Schindler's List, which I also haven't seen because I know <laughs> I know what they are. And uh, Green Mile is amazing. So is Schindler's. I know they're amazing. Schindler's List is. Uh, I think it's an important film for, for everyone to see. Right. But it's a one and done movie. You don't watch it for entertainment. It's. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I guess it's weird for me to say that because Forrest Gump is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's right. also a drama with a lot of emotion and feel good and all that stuff. But it's very rewatchable. Yeah. It's, I guess it is lighter feels lighter on some scenes. Yeah. It's a good thing. They got ping pong in that. one. That's for sure. <laughs> so yeah, Shawshank, I guess is my number nine. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it to finally cross it off. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is one of the cornerstones of cinema for sure. Uh, my number nine is one. I, I don't hear too many people talk about, okay. um, but it's the drop with Tom Hardy and James Gandolfini. Never heard of it. 
Right. So it's a, uh, I think it was Gandolfini's final movie, actually, or at least one oh. of them before he passed away. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought his final one was the one with uh, that girl. <laughs> I forget. Was it Kristen Stewart? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I know. Uh, I think it's called Welcome to the Rileys. That sounds right. It's that's a really he was in a that's movie a tough with, movie to get through. It's a decent movie, but yeah. it's it's not a feel good movie yeah. in any sense. Uh, but the drop is it's a gangster movie. Oh, about this bar where drops are made and picked yeah. up, and it gets robbed. Mm. And so Tom Hardy's character gets kind of put in the middle of having to recover the money, <laughs> and he's got to deal with the you know the gangsters so yeah i definitely love gangster movies i think we've talked about that Mm -hmm. before um and for some reason this is one that it's constantly showing up on my you'll enjoy this i (laughs) i i've seen it around and i'm always like i need to watch this Mm -hmm. because i just feel like i'm going to love this movie and then i just haven't watched it it's like i get distracted and watch something else yeah so and i also feel this is one that I have to give a hundred percent attention to, and I always feel as soon as I start movies like that, yeah, something will come up to distract me. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of avoided it just because I want to avoid, yeah, outside distractions. But yeah, dr- I, to- I totally know what you mean by that. I have several movies like that too. <laughs> uh, my number eight is one that I'm surprised that I put here. Okay. Um. I, I was putting this list together and I had all of my lists. I have probably I have several movies that didn't make the top 10, um, but I was moving things up and down based on kind of my interest and excitement. And so at number eight, I put The Beach because I've become recently more... You've never seen The Beach? I've never seen The Beach and I've become recently re-intrigued by it. Um, the, the I think a big reason I didn't see The Beach is... It came out shortly after Titanic, and uh, I was not a Leonardo DiCaprio right. fan back then. And because well, having... he was like, that was when they tried turning him into a pretty boy. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I was jealous too because he was like <laughs> all the girls liked him, and so I just didn't like him. But I'm a big Leonardo DiCaprio fan now. I like everything that he does pretty much, and so I'd be interested to go back to it for that reason. Uh, another main reason I really am interested in it is because uh, Alex Garland is one of my favorite like writers of movies. Like he's written Ex Machina and a lot yeah. Annihilation and Twenty Eight Days Later, and he actually wrote the book that this is based on. Oh, he wrote the novel uh, The Beach, and then the guy that wrote the screenplay for it uh, is John Hodge, who wrote train spotting one and two okay which he worked on with danny boyle who directed the beach and so kind of all of those people that's and then a, that's a big alex uh, garland and danny boyle connection. also did 20 days later and so it's <laughs> right. like the, all of these people i like i like everything they do and so i'm interested to see kind of where it goes i think i've always thought that it was i don't know much about it i think that i always thought that it was something that i recently heard that it's more dark i guess or existential or or i don't know it's something that sounded interesting to me and well, i, I and think didn't before i saw it in high school because i was like you i remember seeing like anything that had leonardo dicaprio post titanic mm-hmm. 
up to, man, I can't think of it. Like, I think I was still even in mocking DiCaprio, even when he did The Departed, I was like before say, I saw it. I was going to say Departed is probably where he turned for me. Um, but I remember like when he did Man in the Mask. Man in Iron Mask, yeah. Iron Mask, yeah. Um, even parts of that. Mm-hmm. You could see him like, I want to be violent. I hate the pretty boy thing. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was like you where it was like, I think every boy post Titanic was like, <laughs> fuck Leonardo DiCaprio. Fuck him. Yeah. Uh, but I saw the beach in high school kind of by accident. My girlfriend at the time, I went over there and they happened to be watching the beach. Yeah. So I sat down to watch it. And I remember it not being what I thought it was going to be. I don't really remember it because okay. I was a <laughs> high school boy at my girlfriend's house. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> had other priorities. Right. Movie movie didn't take the priority, but I still saw some of it and was like, I should probably watch the whole thing as a whole. And I did eventually. But yeah, I don't really remember too much of it, um, but I remember it not being horrible or at least not what i thought it was going to be okay so interesting yeah man i almost forgot about that movie (laughs) yeah uh my number eight right we're on number eight uh you are i am (laughs) that was my number eight (laughs) uh this one just came out in 2019 um i really like edward norton yeah and this one also has willem dafoe but i think he's in a minor role role I couldn't tell you because I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> uh, but this was one he played. So it's motherless Brooklyn. Yeah. So he's a private detective mm-hmm. who's got Tourette's and he uh, like some tragic thing happens to him and he goes on a full investigation, try and connect the dots and all that. So one, I love detective films. Yeah. I love gangster films mm-hmm. and I really like gangster films from the 1950s. Yeah. There's a something about that time period that's really appealing. Mm-hmm. Like the clothes, the Tommy guns, and yeah. I don't give a shit about cars, but even the cars, yeah. like it's they fit with the people in the Yeah, gangs. it's so specific of a time and it all that's really appealing. Um but this is one that Norton adapted from a book, he directed, that's co-wrote, and stars in. So I, I really want to see him mm-hmm. pull off all of those roles. Yeah. Uh and this was one, the only reason I haven't seen this one yet was when it came out, it was on limited release and we weren't getting it here. Mm-hmm. And then when we finally got it, a whole bunch of other movies came out that I was like wanting to see a little more. And it's just next thing I knew it was like out of the theaters. Now it's on Blu-ray and I just, I've been waiting for it to go on sale. So I'll pick it up and I'll just watch it. <laughs> So Motherless Brooklyn, that's my number eight. I'm very excited to watch it because, like I said, I really like Edward Norton. Yeah. And the whole cast of this movie is mm-hmm. its huge. It's got Bruce Willis, Willem Dafoe. I think Alec Baldwin is in it. Yeah, I remember there being a lot of people in it. I haven't seen it, but I have wanted to see it. It's another one that's on my list. Yeah, it's just it looks like the kind of movie that would really appeal to me. Yeah. So... Number seven. Leslie Mann is in it. Uh, Number seven for me is the most recent movie on my list from 2018. And it's funny you talked about 
um you talked about Nicolas Cage last week and how you're kind of excited about re-excited about him. I've been meaning to watch this movie for a really long time. It's called Mandy. Oh my god. I've seen Mandy. Have you seen Mandy? I, I actually have Mandy. Okay. I'm really excited about it because I I I don't know why. There's just something about the imagery that I've seen and the little bit of the story that I know. It seems awesome. It's so different. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I don't want to tell you too much. Okay. Whoops. Um, yeah. Mandy. That's like the most recent Nicolas Cage movie in the last five years that everyone seems to have just mm-hmm. blown up about. Mm-hmm. Like you have to see Mandy. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> and it. I really hope you like the color red. I happen to like it, yeah. Because it has got a red filter for like the first half of that movie. Okay. Everything is red. <laughs> Just like it yeah. It's yeah. I'm excited for you to watch Mandy. Um mainly because mm-hmm. since I saw it, I have been trying to figure out when will I get a chance to talk about Mandy? <laughs> and now you're giving it to oh, me. You're welcome. So stoked. I'm going to tie it up in a little bow. I think I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. I think the first half you're going to kind of be like me where you're like, what the fuck was all <laughs> that? And then the second half you're going to be like, this is awesome. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see. I think that it, it sounds like it will be like Nicolas Cage will be really good in it. It seems like it's kind of something he can do well. Yes. And so I'm inter- I'm very interested in it. Oh, I'm so excited that was on your list, Jake. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm excited you're excited yes. to talk about it. I'm going to rewatch that one just so that it's super fresh in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> there is one part that I'm like Cannot wait to yeah. hear your reaction to this one scene because it's so cool. Okay. Uh, my number seven was is from 2018 or 2019. So it was last year. Um, I really like historical dramas. Yeah. And I really like it when they focus on parts of the story that not everyone has been told about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like pairings that you don't normally think of or would think would work well together so my number seven is the highwaymen with yeah. kevin cosner and uh woody harrelson yeah so they play the the u.s marshals that hunt down bonnie and clyde yeah i remember seeing the preview for it and being so excited for it because it's got everything i want in a movie yeah it came out and then i didn't watch it <laughs> And I realized when we were like, when we decided to do this, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my fucking God, I still haven't watched The Highway, man. I'm like, you are, you're on my list. Yeah. I'm finally going to watch this movie. I'm very excited for it. Uh, everyone knows uh, the basics of Bonnie and Clyde, mm-hmm. but I'm really excited to see this from the U.S. Marshal's point of view as they're trying to do that manhunt. Yeah. Uh, just because back then manhunts were way different than they are now so i'm very excited to see how they approach that and how how crazy hard to do yeah yeah that's 
it's also i guess on my list i haven't i haven't watched it yet but i love kevin costner and everything right he's in, so I, I i am excited to get around to it eventually too uh my number six is the one that i've skipped over the most because i feel like from what i've heard i need to be in the right like state of mind to pay attention like you mentioned not get distracted by anything uh else not be on my phone just pay attention yeah and it's a movie that i've heard you need to rewatch a lot and so my number uh six is primer and we talked a little you bit about talked it talked about this one we talked a little bit about it in the tenant episode um because i've heard it has a little bit to do with time travel or maybe a lot to do i don't know um i think a lot to do with time travel but the way that time travel happens i think is different or um more interesting or different kind of rules or something like that um but it's basically about guys that create a device in their garage that they can use to do to do things or reduce the matter of things or reduce the mass of things and they end up being able to time travel and get use it to get things they want and it seems really really interesting um it might be an indie movie i've never seen a trailer for it or seen clips of it i have no idea of the quality i just know that there's no actors that i recognize in it (laughs) and so this might end up like our random 10 list last week (laughs) but it's one that i've always heard of and i've always heard interesting things about and so i need to finally get around to it yeah when you had mentioned it after we saw Tenet, it definitely piqued my curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, I might, I might add that one to my list, and maybe we'll, uh, we'll both have okay. some notes. I'll try. I've got ten movies I gotta watch. <laughs> yeah, in a week. <laughs> watch it be nothing like what I've been, or what I've heard it is, and think it is. I may have made built it up in my mind. That's the other thing about this is, I am a little concerned that some of these I've put off so long that my excitement has grown enough that I have overhyped it in my mind. Right. So you're going to have to like reset expectations. Clear your mind. Yeah. Think Morpheus, man. Just clear your mind. (laughs) (laughs) There's no spoon. Uh, My number six is one that I have always wanted to see. And I, so it's good time with Robert Pattinson. Good time. Oh, okay. yes. So he's. I was thinking of Good Burger no, no. with Kenan Thompson. Right. And no, that movie is amazing and hilarious. <laughs> this movie, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. is also amazing, but not hilarious. <laughs> um, so this is about uh, Robert Pattinson's younger brother gets put in jail after a robbery. Okay. And he has to find a way to break his brother out of jail. Mm. So it's supposed to just be kind of an intense film of him trying to find a way to break his brother out. Uh, I've seen Pat, a whole bunch of other Pattins, Pattinson's movies post twilight days. And I've become a fan of his mm-hmm. over the years, which at the start, I did not like him <laughs> naturally, <laughs> but this is one I really want to watch it, but I've been kind of hesitant to, because I feel it's going to be one that might, spike my anxiety a little bit 
So I've been a little weary just yeah. because I'm like, I don't know if I want anxiety <laughs> to rise during a movie. Yeah. Um, and then also I was super dead set on watching this after I saw Uncut Gems, which is also written and directed by the same guys that did. Okay. Good time. Yeah. And then I did not like Uncut <laughs> Gems. Yeah. With Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Adam Sandler in that movie, yeah. but I did not like that movie. Yeah. And so it made me very hesitant to go and watch this one because I was like, oh, shit. I did <laughs> not like this huge mm-hmm. Adam Sandler blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So now I'm worried that I'm not going to like Good Time with Robert Pattinson, who's made by the same brothers. But I want to watch it. So I'm <laughs> like, finally just going to sit down. <laughs> we'll just deal with it. <laughs> okay. I'm interested. Yeah, I've, I've only seen a couple of Robert Pattinson things, and he's definitely deserves to be recognized as a great actor. I would be very interested to see more of the things that I've missed Yeah. since then. So my number five is, is another Alex Garland movie, except it's one where he actually wrote the screenplay, not the book. Um, so Alex Garland did Ex Machina, 20 Day Later, The Beach. He also wrote um, a movie called Sunshine. You've never seen Sunshine? I've never seen Sunshine. You've never seen Sunshine? I've never seen Sunshine. And I'm super interested in it, especially because Danny Boyle directed it. And so that's kind of reconnecting there. And then Celine Murphy's in it. And they all did 28 Days Later together. So that's there. And then I get the impression it's similar to another movie on my list, but it may be not. Um... It just seems like such an interesting thing right up my alley of of sci-fi movies. Yeah. Where so it's about a sci- a crew that needs to kind of jumpstart the sun. They go out into space and need to detonate a bomb to to start the the sun is dying and the earth is freezing and they need to like get the sun going, I guess. Um and I don't know much beyond that, I guess. It's, I I did not want to see it originally cuz I thought it looked stupid. Yeah. And I thought the premise was dumb. And then I saw it and was like, Oh, this is a good movie. Yeah. Like, I, it I is, guess it is I, a good movie. I hearing myself having just described what it's about, it sounds stupid. It sounds like uh Armageddon too. <laughs> right. But the execution of it is way better than what I think anyone yeah. thought it would be. I, I really don't even think about what it's about when I think about wanting to watch it. I think about all of the other movies I've seen made by these people and right. how incredible and unbelievably well-written Ex Machina is and Annihilation is and 20 Day Later is all these movies. And it's like, okay, yeah, I want one of those just in space. Yeah. It's, I was, when I finally got around to watching it and I watched it very reluctantly, <laughs> it was one of those where I was like, oh no, I enjoy this. This is a good movie. I very much enjoyed Sunshine. Now I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah, I'm really interested. I hope you like it. I hope so, too. I feel like you will. You never know. But we never know. <laughs> All right. My number five. Um, This was actually a Best Picture winner. And I try to watch as many of the Best Picture winners as I can. Mm-hmm. And this one, I, I've always wanted to see, uh, even before it won the award, 
It just, I really like the idea of it and the fact that it's based on a true story. And the guy that it's based on, it's his son that wrote the movie. Okay. So I'm very excited to see this story. Uh, my number five is Green Book with Viggo Mortensen and uh, yeah, Marshala Ali. So okay. this is about... Uh, Are they detectives or something? No. So Why am I... Oh, because because Marshala Ali is in True Detective. In True Detective. No, this is the one where a white bouncer drives around a black oh it's uh, reverse driving miss daisy right that's why i right. didn't see it. And it but it's like a like a true story and he's mm-hmm. it's like this uh bouncers he kind of learns and is forced to see mm-hmm. like racial issues mm-hmm. firsthand and what this guy has to deal with so it's written by the bouncer's son okay like the real bouncer's son wrote this and it just i I've been really curious to watch it just for that, but also I gravitate towards movies that are very, like I said earlier, relational and mm-hmm. friendship wise. Mm-hmm. I think it was our drama list that I was very heavy on the like yeah. the friend subject. And so that's what this kind of gravitates towards. I just haven't seen it because there's just been so many other fucking movies yeah. to watch that this one just keeps. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I know it's going to have a few moments that are going to hit you in the feels. Mm-hmm. I just don't want that right now. <laughs> That's firmly in the category I described of why I will probably not see it for a very long time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this was another like, okay, here's my chance to buckle down. Mm. I'm just going to see it. But I, I'm really excited to just see just that relationship between those two and yeah. knowing that it's like, no, these guys were mm-hmm. best friends they, or are, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. If they're around still or not. But yeah. I'm excited to see that dynamic. Okay. Plus, it's been a while since I've watched a Vigo Mortensen movie that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. So. Yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning to return to Eastern Promises because I didn't care for it too much when I first saw it. But. Right. I feel like. I don't know. Something about it is calling me back. Like, I might like it more now. I get that because I've been having kind of a a poll to rewatch history of violence and yeah. Eastern promises again, because I hated both. Yeah. First time I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we were like high school ish, right out of high school when those came out. Right. Yeah. I didn't see it when it first came out. I saw it like, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. Oh, okay. Well, I saw them yeah. pretty much right after they came out. Um, and I just didn't like either one, but I kind of want to revisit that just because, it's been a few years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got like 15, 20 years going now. So yeah. just to see if I would appreciate it more now. Yeah. I think that there are certainly things about the subtlety of Viggo Mortensen's acting that is pretty great. Right. And, and easy to overlook. Well, he's, he's a great actor. I just, those two movies really made me like, mm-hmm. eh, I don't want to watch <laughs> you anymore, which was a bummer because huge Lord of the Rings fan. So to go yeah. from Lord of the Rings to like, I don't want to watch you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number four is, so the, my number four is the last movie in the filmography of this director who I absolutely love. The only one that I haven't seen. Um, I think I know it when you're talking about it. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> you breathed it in. I thought you were going to like, no, I didn't say something. Sorry. Um, 
My number four is Bronson. <laughs> it wasn't what I thought, but <laughs> what did you you're going to love Bronson. I love Nicholas Winding Refn's movies. I love all of them. I love Drive. I love The Neon Demon. I love, uh, I really love Valhalla Rising. And so I've been meaning to get around to Bronson and I've put it on a couple times, but either not been in the right like space to pay attention and watch it or it i think it starts a little slow and so i just haven't been in the space for it or or christy hasn't wanted to watch it and so i've been like um just not around to it but i've i love everything he does and i love tom hardy i think that the the acting choices he makes and the the way that he like does different things with his voice in several movies he just he's a understated actor i think and so it'll be really interesting to see him in this i'm really looking forward to it it's about what you're gonna love it good it's about a guy who goes to jail for seven years for he fucks with the post office or something not just a guy he's like the strongest most insane inmate does he start strong i guess you don't have to tell me i just know that he like goes to prison for like a really it's supposed to be a brief period for robbing a post office and then it ends up being in there for like in solitary confinement for over 30 years and developing this um alter ego or this um persona that he takes that takes over and he become he changes from who he was into this new guy and he calls himself charles bronson and so i'm really interested to see that i'm interested to see him be like this huge massive jacked um inmate in in this prison it'll be interesting it's so it, it was a real guy. I've heard of Charles Bronson, but I thought that I might have been confusing him with the actor. The actor, <laughs> and I was like, maybe I'm just yeah. This of is that guy. he was like uh, Britain's like most notorious villain or villain <laughs> <laughs> criminal. Yeah, because he was so insane mm. and violent in prison. Okay, you're gonna love this movie because it, it's at times where it's like really disturbing Mm -hmm. and then you're gonna laugh (laughs) really hard at a few parts okay i loved bronson when i saw (laughs) oh my god it's so good okay yeah it's been on my list for ages years and years and years and i haven't done it yes tom hardy is super jacked so right there easy box checked off for jake (laughs) 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 all right my number four um, I should have put this far or like higher up on the list, like maybe number nine, just because I know it's going to be an emotional train wreck to watch. Okay. <laughs> and that's why I've been avoiding it. Yeah. But I'm very excited to see it because it has two actors in it who I really like their work. And one of them, I always feel doesn't get to really shine. So I'm excited to see her. Mm really throw down some chops uh my number four is marriage story yeah with adam driver and scarlett johansson yeah i've i've avoided it for the exact same reason because (laughs) it's gonna be very emotional (laughs) but yeah scarlett johansson is a is is better than she's allowed to be in a lot of cases and adam driver is just incredible in general he's amazing in everything i've seen him in um so i know his chops are there Mm mm-hmm Scarlett Johansson, I, I'm in complete agreement with you. I think she's such a great actress, but she never gets to fully yeah. 
show that she doesn't get to shine. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to see her really throw down those acting chops. Mm -hmm. My mom and dad watched this. Okay. And my dad told me, because I told him like about this list. My dad told me that one's a rough one. (laughs) It's like that one's. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I get it. So it's, if you don't know, uh, Adam driver and Scarlett Johansson, they're a married couple with Mm -hmm. one kid or couple kids i don't even know i don't know but they're like going through a real bitter divorce mm-hmm. and so it's it it rings some all too familiar bells for me but mm-hmm. i really i've wanted to watch it but yeah i've been avoiding it so hard because i'm like i just don't know if i can stomach it yeah I'm going to force myself to do it now. <laughs> okay. I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about that one because, yeah, it's it's one that I expect has to be good, but it'll, it'll take an act of Congress for me to watch it. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of, there was that other movie, Michelle Williams was the wife and wasn't Seth Rogen the husband? And they had like a really oh, uh, falling out of love story. Take this waltz or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that movie. <laughs> it was so sad and like gut wrenchingly terrible. <laughs> like it was a good movie. It was just too good in a lot of ways. Yeah, there there are some movies where you're like, ooh, this is too real. This feels too Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. Gross. Yeah. Um <laughs> So my number three is the last like main just straight drama, I guess. The other ones are dramatic, but have other reasons why I'm interested in seeing it. Okay. This is a straight drama and I don't hear it talked about a lot. I don't know why that is, especially based on the caliber of the crew involved. So my number three is The Master. Oh, who I love Paul Thomas Anderson, obviously, who did There Will Be Blood and and tons of other great movies Um, and Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman and Amy Adams and Laura Dern and Jesse Plemons are all in it. And it's a I think it's essentially about Scientology. It's about like a cult thing similar to Scientology. It's very loosely based on L. Ron Hubbard. And maybe that's why it doesn't get the press because it gets without being Elrond. it gets but suppressed yes. by there's suppressive people now based from the church of scientology <laughs> but i'm i'm very interested in seeing it and and especially for joaquin phoenix and his the little like clips i've seen or whatever about it has been very much um it it's it seems like it allows him to be weird and kind of just like a good great dramatic acting role i guess i have not watched it i've always wanted to watch it it's one that i would put on my Mm -hmm. i guess honorable mentions i was curious i watch it curious if you had because i know your aversion to cult stuff in general right and that's why i've had it like brought on the screen i've even started it yeah and then stopped it because yeah i i can handle so much yeah um cult stuff definitely doesn't sit well with me mm-hmm. and when when you learn about yeah it's like loosely based on elrond without being completely that it's like kind of a from what i've heard yeah it's like a 
kind of combination of a whole bunch of the famous cult leaders and okay. just kind of like a, a viewpoint of how yeah they scam people yeah um and the kind of people that are susceptible to fall into that cause yeah they're looking for something and so i just when you learn how these groups actually operate and how their their cult leaders actually mm-hmm. swindled their way into stuff like mm-hmm. man i have not been able to bring myself to just watch this and i know it's like what three hours or something like that it's a big movie i mean i think all of the movies that paul thomas anderson <laughs> writes and directs are big movies but yeah yeah but yeah that's i've always wanted to see it and especially knowing that joaquin phoenix was raised in a cult yeah it it appeals to that but yeah him and river both were yeah i just haven't been able to uh I don't know. I, that one's <laughs> so. I'll let you know how it is. You might have to do that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it seems interesting in the sense that it's it's also to see, I guess, where it goes because I know that Scientology started as very much like a just a random ass religion that you kind of, that did scam people, but then it it built. Oh, you, it you've built, never heard like the full history on it. I, I mean, I know a lot about Scientology. I don't know a lot about the movie, but Scientology oh, okay, yeah. has built up even more so in the later years as David Miscavige took over to be very abusive and and even more litigious and it, dark. And It was pretty bad in the early days, too. Like, yeah. when I actually learned all about it, now I was saying, probably shouldn't turn this episode into this, but we're going here. <laughs> Welcome to our Scientology cast. Uh, um... I used to joke about it a lot. Yeah. And then I actually learned about it, like mm-hmm. watch a few documentaries and stuff from people who have left. Have you watched Leah Romini's series? I haven't watched it, but I've listened to her stuff, like her okay. interviews about it. Um, she, her show, I think it's on A&E, where she goes and interviews yeah. people is really good. Uh, but yeah, when when I finally like actually learned what it is and watched a couple documentaries about it, it was very much like, mm-hmm. this isn't funny. Yeah. So now I don't joke about Scientology. It legitimately scares the shit out of me. It's so. scary for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know that I'll be able to watch that one with you, man. You <laughs> That's might okay. just have to tell me about it. That's all right. You won't have time anyway. That's right. Uh, my number three is probably the most like infamous on my list. Okay. Um, this is one I've been hearing about this movie for what feels like years and how amazing it is, how crazy it is, how Mm. brutal it is. Uh, It's a South Korean film. Yeah. It's called old boy. Yeah. I've always wanted to see this and (laughs) it's just trying to find this fucking movie. Yeah. Has been almost impossible. Oh really? Yeah. It's been very difficult to find it. Um, But I finally found it. Mm. It is sitting in my home right now. (laughs) Waiting to go. Yes. Uh, I am so excited to see this just because there is a lot of hype to it. Mm. Uh, But it's also, I've heard that it's like just an insane story. Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to see the story of this guy who, I guess he's locked up for like 15 years or so, Mm -hmm. gets out and has to go on this crazy violent revenge trip. Mm -hmm. I'm stoked to see it. (laughs) All I know about it is that like fight with the hammer that looks cool. Yeah. And... I also kind of know the ending, which is maybe the reason why I won't ever get around to seeing it. I meant to bring this movie up 
in our remakes episode okay. because they remade it they with Josh Brolin. It, right. I think Spike Lee did it. I don't know, but I know the remake is like universally hated, and I, then the yeah. original is like loved. Yeah, the original. So, I don't know anything about it except for what it the basic story is. I think the the original is loved in a cult kind of way yeah and it has like a it's gained a cult following over time i i don't know if normal people like it and i don't know <laughs> so the criticisms of the josh brolin one may have just been from normal people that wouldn't like okay. either of them <laughs> and i don't know and I it, don't know. and also the people that liked the that are cult fans of the original one yeah. they would also not like the, the new ones so right. It probably didn't have a good chance coming out of the gate. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. I hope I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, being from South Korea, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm going into this movie assuming that like there's no rules to it, so I'm excited <laughs> to see that world. <laughs> yeah. I the little bit I think I might know about it. It'll be interesting to bring up and see if that's real or what you think about that if it is real. Okay. Um, I I I guess i kind of have an honorable mention that's also south korean i never got around to watching parasite which which was a big oscar deal a year or two ago and apparently that's amazing i keep meaning to um i I think that i mean south korea has some good great movies i loved parasite it's that's a movie where you're like you're chuckling and you're laughing and then something happens and you're not laughing (laughs) anymore (laughs) yes but like the their metaphors and stuff in that movie are mm. very it's parasite is one of those movies when i first saw it i was like oh that's not too bad and then i thought about it some more and then rewatched it again and was like mm-hmm. holy shit this movie <laughs> is really fucking good like okay. this is a very good movie all right maybe i'll get around to watching that one too then all right number two i keep waking making more work for myself i know i'm barely <laughs> gonna watch all these 10 of these movies um my number two is I, th- I think the last one that we've talked about on the podcast that you brought up as one of your favorite sci-fi movies that I've been meaning for ages to watch. My number two is Moon. Oh, yes. I'm so I'm so excited for Moon. I just haven't. I I'm haven't, excited for you to see Moon. Yeah. And it's, I mean, so when I looked it up, it's written and directed by Duncan Jones, who I thought was somebody that I knew. Like that sounds like somebody who's I know of other movies they've done, but they haven't done any other. No, but you do in a way know him. It's David Bowie's son. Oh, you did mention that. Yeah, you did mention that last time. Um, I guess. Well, he did do. Um, he did do source. He directed Source Code, which was pretty good, and then he wrote and directed Warcraft, which I've heard is not that great. Um, but. I, I don't know. I just, he sounded like somebody, maybe I'm thinking of Duncan Jones. I don't know who I'm thinking of. Oh, that is Duncan Jones. Maybe I'm thinking of, who am I thinking of? I don't know who I'm thinking of. I don't know who you're thinking of, dude. Um, but the reason I'm so excited about Moon, and I think we talked about it in the sci-fi episode a little bit, is I really like the hard sci-fi stuff. I really like, um, this movie seems to be kind of right up my alley where it's about a guy on the moon who's like in charge of, harvesting materials and stuff and he has a computer companion and he just kind of wakes up and some crazy stuff happens i don't really know do not look into this i'm not gonna look into it all i know is that 
Sam Rockwell is in it, and I love Sam Rockwell. And I feel like he could totally carry a movie by himself. Yes, he does. Because he's so interesting and cool and crazy. And yeah. Like, don't watch the trailers. It. Don't do anything. Just okay. watch it. Okay. Moon is... And I'm, yeah, I'm interested in the... I love it. I mean, it has mystery as one of its genres, and I'm really interested in the mystery part of... To see where it goes. Yes. I like, this, I like the setup. That's all I really need. I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure I said it during our sci-fi episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure of all the ones you've just listed, Moon might be right where it's at right now for you when you watch it. Like, okay. I think it'll be high on your list because yeah. there's so many aspects of it that you'll love. Mm-hmm. There's so many like nods to classic sci-fi stuff and just the story itself. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to love that one so okay. much. I hope you do at least. I, I hope you do at <laughs> least. Uh, my number two is, uh, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. is like Shia LaBeouf's comeback film. Yeah. Um, the one I just did? Yeah, she's done a couple recently, but this one like really struck a chord with a lot of people. Uh, so this one, you'll appreciate this <laughs> because wrestling is involved. The Peanut Butter Falcon? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon. I've heard nothing but amazing things about this movie. Yeah. And especially about Shia LaBeouf. Boof. Whatever. Shia LaBeouf. Um, I've been a fan of his his career has been really interesting to kind of see mm. unravel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it's really neat. The choices he's made post that kind of like stumble mm. with this one. And then he just did a movie that's fairly autobiographical called honey boy. It's about like him and his dad's relationship, but he plays his dad. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Um, but this one, I've just, I've heard that, like, if you need a feel-good movie, this is the one. Mm-hmm. I I have yet to hear anything bad about this movie. Mm-hmm. But that's not really what draws me to it. It's really just that, that relationship again, the friendship mm-hmm. that Shia LaBeouf's character has with the special needs mm-hmm. uh, kid or guy. I don't even know if he's a kid. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen the pictures of him, but I don't know how old he is. Yeah. Um, I don't know the relationship either. But they like go on a little adventure trying to get this kid's or this guy's dream of becoming a wrestler, like Mm -hmm. to let him actually do it. And so it it very much, it kind of reminds me loosely somewhat of The Cure, which was one of my top dramas. I'm hoping it doesn't make me just go waterworks for an hour and a half, two hours, however long it is. But Mm -hmm. It just, it, this movie, every time I've come across it, I'm like, you get that little ping, you know, where you're like, oh, this mm-hmm. one feels like this should be a relevant movie for me, or I should probably really connect to this one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to finally get around to do it. A little hesitant just because I'm like, I don't want to get my feels beat up, but yeah, I have a feeling most of my list is going to do that to me. So <laughs> woohoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I haven't seen it either. Um, and it's been on my list and exactly for the same reason, because 
I don't want my feels beat up. <laughs> I wasn't interested in it at all until I heard that it was about wrestling, kind of. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I heard about Shia LaBeouf and then, and then the guy that they're trying to get there and how he's like disabled. And so it would be, I think, really good. I just need to be in a place where I want to see a feel good, but also heart wrenching kind of story. <laughs> right. Like I, I have a feeling it's going to have scenes in it that are going to be just mm-hmm. heartbreaking and not looking forward to that, but people say it makes you feel good. So I'm like, yeah. Okay. People. <laughs> yeah. I really like, I'm really interested to see um, the tax collector with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Um, that just came out. I haven't seen it yet, but he looks really cool on that. It, I'm, I'm really excited to see, I'm hoping his career mm-hmm. kind of lifts back up, but it's been real interesting watching that guy <laughs> over the past, however long we've been watching him. Yeah. Um, and I guess we can blame Spielberg and Lucas for, and Michael Bay for like yeah. his unraveling. Cause it was post transformers and post your all time favorite movie. Least favorite movie, but yes. <laughs> Kingdom of the crystal skull. It was, yeah, it was like right after those yeah. that everything just, mm-hmm. it seemed almost rapidly like, oh shit. Yeah. And then <laughs> I didn't hear about him for a long time. And then it was around 2016. He got really wrapped up in like um, the post-election stuff. And he got like, he created this, uh, he will not divide us flag. And then there's yeah. this huge like internet meme to fuck with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah. And so they were like just trying to locate the flag and get it taken down. And it was, it became a really hilarious thing that he kind of, I think accidentally got wrapped up in. Um, but it was kind of funny. I think the favorite thing I've seen him do after he wasn't acting for a while was he did that like stint in the theater where you could go and watch every single movie he's made. Yeah. He would just with like, him. he would watch his movies back to back all day. And yeah, that was about the point where I was like, okay, you're, you're unraveling. You need to pull yourself back. Which I really like that idea. I was like, that'd be kind of cool to go and see, like, watch some of these movies with him, especially the ones that he's very outspoken about hating Mm -hmm. and to like watch his reaction to seeing that. It does seem like it could be a, it could have been a good way to kind of reset or, or refocus, I guess, to like what, what is you what is you what are you as a what are you as a performer and a an actor and a and a thespian and all yeah. that stuff what do you want to be kind of thing uh that's actually a super appropriate movie not uh the one we were just talking about but peanut butter popcorn okay. that you were talking about yeah is super appropriate transition to my number one which is a movie I've wanted to watch so much but have avoided for so long. It's called The Wrestler. Oh, man. It's directed by Darren Aronofsky. And I love Darren Aronofsky, but I also hate Darren Aronofsky because... You never feel good. You never feel good. He does such an incredible job of putting emotion and feelings and all the different ones anxiety and and love and fear on screen and this is certainly a topic that is close to home for me to (laughs) to not just see wrestling as as the sports entertainment side but 
all the behind the scenes stuff and I I know and have seen a lot of actual wrestlers who have gone through this exact same thing where they love it so much and they if they put their whole life into it and they put their whole body into it and they do it week after week after week for until they're 50 60 years and they can't get out even though they should get out because they love it so much or they're forced to get out too early because they get injured and they right. really really want to go back to it and so there's just at the base level of taking wrestling as a sport there's a huge emotional foundation and then you take darren aronofsky who understands so much about i mean if you take anything that he did with mother and requiem <laughs> yeah. for a dream and pie and all these movies and put it into that i'm concerned <laughs> to watch it <laughs> and i'm excited to watch it i mean i really obviously he makes incredible films and it's about a topic i love so i have to see it and i love mickey rourke and i love academy award winner marissa tomei yeah. and evan rachel wood from westworld she's amazing and so i really am excited to finally force myself now i have a reason to do that i just keep it's right there at the top of my list and i keep skipping over it because i'm like <laughs> not today not ready not ready <laughs> right but that's how like every one of aronofsky's movies is yeah you see it you're like i want to watch that not today <laughs> <laughs> like um yeah the wrestler when i watched it mm-hmm. um whew, that is a <laughs> that's a that's an emotional film sir okay it is that's probably the peak movie i've been avoiding and for the peak reason i've been avoiding a lot of movies it is just and mickey rourke in that movie he's so fucking good Mm -hmm. i mean that was the movie that like the return of mickey rourke you know here he is again and uh he works so much he doesn't know how to say no to stuff right i was looking at his imdb (laughs) he has eight credits right now that are in various stages of production it's like and none of them you've ever heard about and right. probably will ever hear about. And right. he just does everything. Yeah. Yeah. The wrestler was like when I, it's so rare. I have moments of wanting to watch all of mm-hmm. Darren Aronofsky's movies at once, like a marathon, like do a Yeah. Be like, Ugh. it'd be cool to watch all of his library. And then like, that's like, a, that is a marathon. Like that's well, it, a feat of strength. It never do. happens. Yeah. Because as soon as I like pull pie out, immediately I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe I can skip pie. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I can skip pie. And then I the pull Requiem and I'm like, better. oh. <laughs> the only one that is not like insanely mm-hmm. traumatic and heart wrenching. And I mean, it's still pretty dramatic because it's like a family going through a horrible event, but it's Noah. I think that's like the least (laughs) emotionally destructive film of his. Yeah. (laughs) And even then Russell Crowe does such a great job of like Mm -hmm. showing an emotional turmoil of having to do all those events. But (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I would say Noah and then black Swan isn't that. Yeah. Black Swan's not that, but black Swan has those moments where it's very gut wrenching, but not in a like, in a different way. Sad way, in a like very weird, oh my god, I'm watching mental stability completely yeah. unravel mm-hmm. all through obsession. So it's 
I have yet to actually do a full Aronofsky marathon. You deserve a medal if you ever do. I don't know. I if don't think I want. I don't think it's humanly like, possible. I get the. You'd have to be a robot in order to do it. <laughs> right. You have to be the current AI that wants to destroy all humans. So. They're like, I feel nothing. <laughs> right. No. This crap. is fine. I'll just go cut my wrists after this. <laughs> That's how it learns to love. <laughs> I'll like, cut my power cord. This is what it's like to be alive. I feel so bad for people. <laughs> Where's the nearest cliff? <laughs> oh, man. All right. My number one is... I put this one as my number one because this is the most recommended directly to me Okay. that I have not seen. Um, you are one of those that has been very like, you should watch this. Yeah. In fact, you talked about it in one of our episodes. Uh, my number one is Green Room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's finally time like, all right, I'm going to buckle down. I'm watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Green Room. It's one that I didn't see for a long time. It was on my list for a long time finally got around to yeah and was glad that i did it it was all i hoped it would be a more yeah i'm i'm excited because the the talent in this movie is so huge yeah i'm not excited <laughs> because of the content <laughs> yeah. yeah it's i think it's it's not like as bad as a lot of other representations of right so you're talking about the nazi stuff yeah. uh it does have uh skinheads in it but it's not like american history x level it's like it's really just about there's not even racism in it it's there's, okay. there's just i mean well i guess one of the guys is jewish but they're not like um that's not a main feature of the movie. Okay. It's mostly about these people that kind of live in the woods and have their own society and um, can kind of, I mean, they live by their own rules because they're so, they feel like they can get away with a lot. Right. And try to. And so it's interesting. Yeah. it's I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's one that I've wanted to watch for a long time, but I always like, ah, I just don't know if I'm ready for this one. Yeah. Um, plus it's got... It's one of Anton Yelchin's final yeah, movies. I think one so. of his. And that's also been a reason why I haven't watched it yet. Because I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not ready to say goodbye to you yet. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm ready for a final. I know his. Oh, man. I don't. I think it was his actual final. But Thoroughbreds. Yeah. I think that may have been his actual final I movie. Um, I have not seen that. That's one of my honorables. Okay. If I have time, I might watch it, but yeah. I'll put that with primer. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah, he's really good in it, and Patrick Stewart as like the leader of these Nazis. Yeah, uh, he's really, really well, good. I'm really, I'm excited to see him as a villain again. Yeah, because him as a villain, the the one role that's constantly in my head of him as a bad guy mm-hmm. is conspiracy theory. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm excited to see that, mm-hmm. but not exactly that, but you mm-hmm. know. On a whole different stage. so <laughs> I think you'll get what you're looking for. I would say so. Sweet. <laughs> By the way, do you realize we did not say what beer we drink? 
No. <laughs> we totally skipped the beer. Did we op- open them on microphone? Yeah. I think we opened them. We had to have. But then we, we just skipped the beer. I don't know what we, what we did instead. Mm. You were going through your stupid list that you didn't no, order. No, and we were also joking about, because you did the like, I'm Jake. And I'm oh, Dustin. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Having an intro when we said we don't. <laughs> yeah. And then we forgot the only intro we ever do. <laughs> Perfect. That's about how this goes. So I'm drinking. <laughs> Drank. <laughs> I drank a long time ago, and I've been holding on to the can. Um, Firestone Walker Brewing Company has a Flyjack Hazy IPA. It has 96 calories. I don't know if that's a little or a lot, because I don't pay attention, but it's good. It was good, and I would wish I had another one. Oh. It says uh, Beer Before Glory, which I think is a cool tagline. That is a good tagline. I'm drink, well, drank, Bootstrap Brewing. Uh, it is... Sticks Pale Ale. Sticks. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, I definitely chose this one because of the can. It's a shitload of beavers <laughs> that look pissed off at trees. Oh, and there's a squirrel. Yep. That, that squirrel is pretending. He's <laughs> like, that squirrel is a liar. He wishes he was a beaver. <laughs> All, right. All right. So well, there's there's a 10. Yep. Haven't seen him yet. <laughs> yep, I'm sure it will go swimmingly. <laughs> I'm very curious to see how they move. I'm I, I like that piece of what, of what we did. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to actually like list them. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Um, I also had a thought while we were talking. I think while you were talking, I was thinking about something else, and because uh, <laughs> I don't pay attention, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> It occurred to me that this could be an episode that like listeners could follow along because oh, they yeah. they know what we're going to watch this week and they know what we're going to talk about next week and so if they wanted to if any of those sounded like they were up your alley you don't have to watch 20 movies obviously right. but or if you've seen them yeah you could skip don't chime in quite yet yeah <laughs> yeah give us give us a week until next week and then let us know how good what like we can really discuss it right on the on the movie bonus page if you go to moviebonus.com you can send us a voicemail and uh we'll play it on the episode and or you can just go to the movie bonus facebook or instagram comment stuff send us dms interact with social media like people do you know how it works we get a lot of dms yeah it's a lot of fun it is a lot of fun (laughs) Yeah, it's my favorite thing. I'm glad that people are liking it and interested in it and waiting for the next one. They're not burned out. Right. I, I enjoy doing it. I'm glad that you enjoy do it, enjoy listening to it yeah. and participating. You guys rock. We You're the best. Greatly appreciate you. Yeah. So go do all the fun things. Um, if you haven't seen movies that we haven't seen, yeah. If any of them caught your fancy, yeah, check them out. Check them out. Watch them with us. We'll and, be prepared uh, for well, next week. Ish. But not yeah. actually with. Yeah. You know what I mean. Watch them in on the your following own. week. <laughs> Watch them on your own, <laughs> not with us. And then we'll talk about it right. with you, but not actually with you until you send us a DM. Yeah. That's I feel like that was a lot more wordy than it was. Yeah. Maybe. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did want to let you know. What? Uh this is callback to your guilty pleasure list. Okay my favorite list <laughs> it was a good list yeah uh, i rewatched ready to rumble yeah <laughs> going back to wrestling yes yeah what's up 
that movie's so goddamn funny. I know. And so ridiculous. Yeah. I love that movie. It's really funny. All of <laughs> all of it's funny from beginning to end. <laughs> the fucking shtick with the like, oh, what do they call it? It's the IC, but they can't call it an IC. It's like the, yeah, the frozen like slush the, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Fr- frozen. <laughs> yeah. But he puts his hand in his ass crack and he's like, something's wrong with my slush. Yeah. Man. <laughs> he holds it up near the straw and it's, and he's like, wow, it smells like ass. Yeah. I need another one. You drank most of it while I was thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That rewatching that man, I immediately reverted to like a young mind. It was like <laughs> terrible toilet humor. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I guess since you brought that up, I went back and rewatched Snakes on a Plane. Fuck yeah, you did. And uh, I think Christy, during the episode, she was like, okay, I'll give it a try. Oh, no. She sent me a message. <laughs> oh, did she? <laughs> She's like, fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah, those the snakes are pretty scary. <laughs> she wasn't into it. And then we also, or I watched um, the Hot Tub Time Machine. I watched both of them. Yeah, you and did. And I was like, this is a lot funnier than I remember. It, it <laughs> yeah. really is really funny. <laughs> that first one is just so good. <laughs> yeah. I like the second one, too. The second oh, one was yeah. The second funny. one was hilarious, too. For, like, a straight-to-DVD, like, release, which... Was it really? Yeah, it didn't get... Because they didn't get uh, John Cusack till the very end. Right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> just... It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's mom is actually, like, super slutty. Yeah. <laughs> Mom? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you rewatched those. Yeah, Christy, I knew you guys were watching Snakes on a Plane because she sent me a text saying, fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely... There were de- parts I had forgotten about, for sure. Like, the where the snakes will jump out and just bite people in areas where they shouldn't be biting <laughs> <Right>. people. <laughs> The guy where the snake bites the guy's junk. Yeah. That's one of my favorite. It's like a split second, but it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Pees on the snake's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very silly, very funny movie. Right. I think the funniest thing about that movie to me, one of them is every snake, no matter mm-hmm. the species, rattles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They just all come out. Every snake. <laughs> Yeah, the whole premise is so convoluted and hilarious. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's like, so Christy missed the first part of it, so I had to explain to her. I was like, well, there was a kid who saw a mom guy shoot a guy, and so now he's a witness. And the way they're going to kill the witness is to just put a bunch of snakes on this plane. <laughs> and force it to so crash. So it'll, it'll crash and kill everybody, and the snakes will kill everybody because they're highly venomous and they can't get all of the like anti-venoms yeah and and she's like oh wow (laughs) (laughs) and they do by sending pictures through flip phones yeah (laughs) what is this one what is that one yeah they find the one guy who knows all about these snakes which is very lucky it's (laughs) well that's convenient but it works in that movie because the whole thing's a joke anyway it's supposed to be convenient because you gotta wrap it up just like we have to wrap it up. We do. This is definitely our shortest episode. Yeah, which we knew it was going to be. I'm surprised we went this long talking about movies we've never seen. So that's a feat, kind of. That's true. Yeah. It could have been like 15 minutes, but... Yeah, but I think it's... That wouldn't be our style. No. And we also, I guess, threw in tidbits about movies we had seen. Yeah. So 
we talked about a lot of stuff. All right. Well, All right. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next 10. Yeah. And I'm also equally not looking forward to the next 10. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not sure my feels will be able to do that, but... Yeah. It'll also be, I guess, one other aspect I hadn't considered until this exact moment is some movies I have put off because I feel like I need to be in the right mood to watch them. And if I'm not in that mood this week, I'm going to have to force myself to watch it. So if I don't like a movie, I might have to come back to it later, I guess, is what that means. Yeah. I'm working this thought out in my mind. as No, that, that's valid. I think going into some of these, because I'm in the same boat with a few of them, of like, oh, I'm just not there. Yeah. Um, especially with Marriage Story. Yeah. Uh, I think for both of us, we're just going to have to like... Power through. Not necessarily just power through, just kind of like through. get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. And just like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just get in the mood. Yeah. That's what I'll do. All right. Okay. Thank you, everybody, Thank for you, listening. Everyone. See you next time. Yep, yep.